Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through his word and through his presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible and to fall in love with Jesus. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so incredibly glad to have you here. Today, we are going to talk about running revelations through the Word of God, and I'm going to share a journal entry called No Previews. But before we do that, I just want to go over a couple of little announcements and housekeeping items. First of all, Happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas. I'm so looking forward to the time of the year where we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the incarnation, the great creator, becoming our savior, robing himself in flesh to become Emmanuel, God with us. What a truly wonderful time of the year. And for Black Friday, or what I'm calling um, Golden Thursday, unedited is going to be 30% off on Amazon for one week. It's going to be $13.99. I am so passionate about the message that is shared in this book, Hope and Healing Through the Simple Habit of Bible Reading and Prayer. There's proof that the word of God is healing in our lives. We know that in the presence of God, healing takes place. And so I would love for you to be able to purchase this book for yourself if you don't have it yet, or to buy it for gifts or maybe for a book study. Um, But again, for one week only, it's going to be $13.99 on Amazon. That's 30% off. Second little tidbit of information is Unedited is now available on Pentecostal Publishing House on their website. And you can find that at pph.com. So that's kind of exciting. And then number three, I have a little shop that is up and running and it will be live through Monday, November 28th. Just selling a few of my favorite things, cards, pens, buttons. Um, I love to send cards and I collect buttons. And so just sharing a few of those little things um, with listeners. Also, if you have been encouraged by Unedited in any way, either the book or the podcast, and you haven't had a chance to do so yet, would you consider leaving a review on Amazon or just wherever you listen? It would mean so much and no pressure, but I just wanted to ask if you would be willing to do that. And last little announcement is that for the month of December, I am going to be following a very simple format and I will just be sharing an unedited Christmas journey. I'm planning to personally just take off the month of December from all book and podcast work. And so I can enjoy uh, friends and family for the month of December and really just soak in the beauty of the Christmas season. And so again, the episodes will be very brief and very simple in the month of December. So thank you for bearing with me for all of that. A little commercial break, a little announcement um, list, and I greatly appreciate it. Today, as I mentioned earlier, we are going to talk about running revelations through the Word of God, and also just in general, running anything that we're taught through the Word of God. Back in 2015, I attended the funeral of a man who was my pastor growing up, Brother John Tamberg, 
And he is one of the top five influences in my life. He loved the Word of God so much. And at his memorial service, I took notes. And one of the things that has stayed with me since that day is this. Someone was speaking and they said he taught ministers that were under him in his church. When you get a revelation, sift it through all 66 books of the Bible before you teach it. And that has just been in my heart the last few weeks. The goal of this podcast is, like I say every week, to help you establish or strengthen the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer and to learn to write and to mine the depths of the Word of God for treasures. But with that said, I just want to make sure that I'm not encouraging others to just go with the first whim of inspiration. We know that the Word of God is first and foremost truth and that it is first and foremost where we learn how to find salvation and get to heaven. It's all about eternity. It's all about our souls being saved and us being right with God. But if we're new to the Word of God and we don't have a strong doctrinal belief system or a strong biblical foundation, we need to study first and foremost to form a doctrinal foundation before we do anything else. The first few years of my own personal Bible reading was really mostly to figure out what I believed regarding salvation. And if you don't know squarely what you believe about that and where the scriptural evidence is for your belief system, start there. I would encourage you to go back and listen to an episode um, that I had done probably about a year ago on studying for doctrine formation. When we approach the Word of God, we have to have just a basic understanding of key biblical truths. And I want to specify, this does not mean we have to be scholars, but we do have to have kind of an understanding of the framework of the Word of God and a framework of the skeletal system of the Bible. And as you study for doctrine formation and study to have a basic understanding of the Bible, God shows you something. Make sure it lines up with the rest of Scripture. God-given revelations are always going to match up with the rest of his word. They're always going to match up with what the apostles taught and did in the book of Acts and what they wrote to churches in the epistles. And part of the reason that I felt to share this the last few weeks is Jesus told us in Matthew 24, 4 through 5, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And Jesus is talking about the end times. He says many are going to come in his name, and they're going to deceive many. There is going to be rampant deception in the world in the end times, and I believe we are in the end times. You can go down the list where the signs of the times are listed in the Word of God, and it's just like you could just go through a checklist and check them all off. They're unfolding around us. And rampant deception really calls for us to have an extra firm handle on truth. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15, and he said, Study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And Paul wrote to the Galatians in Galatians 1.8-9 and said, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, than that you have received, let him be accursed. So Paul is saying, if somebody's preaching you something outside of the apostles' doctrine, what you have heard us preach, don't follow after them. Don't listen. Don't go with everything everybody tells you. 
And so we must know the apostles' doctrine. Again, not because someone else told us, but because we see it in the word of God for ourselves. This is kind of a random side note, but one of the things that I've always found so fascinating about the Christmas story is that when the wise men come to Jerusalem looking for Jesus in Matthew chapter 2, it says that Herod and all Jerusalem are troubled instead of excited about the birth of Jesus. They didn't know the scripture enough to recognize the signs of Jesus' first coming. They didn't know enough of prophecy to be excited. They were just troubled. And this is what it says. I'm going to read this to you. This is out of the King James Version. It says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And then this line, When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered together all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. And so again, the Jews, the people who should have recognized the coming of God, missed it because they didn't know enough of the scripture. And it is so incumbent upon us in this age, again, where there is rampant deception and the coming of the Lord is drawing close, drawing nigh. We have got to have a firm handle on the word of God. And when we're taught something or when we have a personal revelation in the word of God as we're reading, that what we are either being taught or teaching ourselves or teaching others lines up with the word of God. And so just Three reminders coming out of that. Um, I just want to say, first of all, number one, search the scriptures for a solid doctrinal belief system. First Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So we are instructed by Peter to always be ready to give an answer to every man of why we have hope. Why do you believe in that you're saved? What is your doctrinal belief system? Number two, when somebody is teaching you something, always compare it to the word of God. This guards against deception. The word of God is the final arbiter of truth, not consensus, not popularity, not who's saying it. It has to line up with the word of God. And so we need to remember that Jesus said many would come and would deceive many. And we need a safeguard against deception by knowing truth and using it as a filter for every single thing that we hear. Number three, when God gives you a revelation in his word, and I know he will, he's going to give you sermons that you're going to preach yourself. Just run those through the rest of the 66 books of the Bible. Run every single revelation through the word of God. And again, I want to reiterate, this is not meant to be a discouragement for digging out treasures of the word of God. This is just a simple reminder. You don't have to be a theologian. Just study to understand the basics of the Bible and have a firmly established doctrinal belief system. This is going to help guard against deception in our lives. The word of God is deep, but it is simple. Today, I am going to share an unedited 
journal entry. This is from the book, Unedited Hope and Healing Through the Simple Habit of Bible Reading and Prayer, entry 43, No Previews. Yesterday, I heard Elizabeth Elliot say, God rarely gives us previews of coming attractions. So true, there are rarely trailers for the upcoming feature presentations. It's almost as if you give a skeletal dream or calling with no timeline, no details, no preview. You gave Joseph dreams of his family bowing down to him, but no preview of the 13-year road to the fulfillment of that dream. He had no insight into the years of prison and pain between the dream and the destiny. You called Moses to lead your people out of Egypt because you said, I know their sorrows. You called him to bring them out of Egypt and to a place of promise, yet you did not reveal to him the multiple visits to a Pharaoh who hated him, the plagues you would work, the insolence and disobedience of those he was called to lead, or the 40 years it would take to reach the promise. You did not lay out a detailed map or chart to deliverance, but simply a calling to lead and promised that you would go with him. You told Joshua that he would be the one to divide the promised land to your people. You didn't preview the battles he'd face on that conquest. You only said, be strong and of good courage. No strategies were given for defeating Jericho or Ai or crossing Jordan. You gave a promise that you'd be with him as you were with Moses and said, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. No previews, just a calling and strategies that were handed out as they were needed. You gave Gideon no preview of the plan when you called him to deliver Israel from the Midianites. You simply called him by what he would be thou mighty man of valor, and told him that he would deliver your people. You didn't peel back layers and reveal all the steps to that victory. He had no idea that you'd reduce his armed forces from 32,000 to 300, or that you would win the battle and their only weapons would be pitchers and lamps and trumpets. You only called him to lead and ensured you would win the victory. You sent Samuel to anoint David king over Israel, You had him systematically go through each brother until David was finally summoned from shepherding. The oil was poured on his head, a skeletal anointing. The calling to kingship was given, and yet with it came no preview of the seven years between that moment and his ascension of the throne. You did not reveal the close encounters with death at the hands of the present maniacal king, or the days of loneliness or terror of what would amount to a manhunt for his life. No sneak peek of the hours and days and years running from a jealous monarch. You called, you anointed, the oil was poured, but no plan was given. Story after story that display this pattern grace the pages of your word. You told your disciples to go, to teach, that they would be witnesses. You even told them they'd face persecution, but no preview was given of the glories of the coming revival and persecution it would take for your word, your gospel, to finally be spread to the uttermost parts of the world. Scenes of prison and beatings and being scattered did not play out in advance. As Hebrew 11 says, Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword, 
They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. You didn't play that trailer for them. There was no preview of the gore, but also no preview of the glory, just a bare structure of the mission with the pieces and facts and details filled in one day at a time, whether gore or glory or both. This is how you work, no previews, no trailers, no sneak peeks, just a sense of purpose, maybe even a calling to something specific, but within that, a greater calling to walk in trust. The calling is completed, the dream becomes a destiny, the promise is provided for as we walk daily with you, learning to trust every step of the way. On the journey, there are harrowing experiences and hallowed moments, many too deep or too profound to express. On that journey, your trustworthiness is revealed. My character is defined, refined. Pieces of the story and players in the story are pulled into place and provision is made for the calling and anointing to become reality. No preview, just pieces that become the feature presentation. No timeline, no map, no book of strategies, just a call, a dream, a promise and in it, a chance to trust, a chance to know your heart. As Amy Carmichael said, the pilgrim of love does not need a map or a chart. I know my road, it leads me to your heart. Please let me walk with you. And so today, again, just a reminder that as you're reading the word, as you're looking for treasure, first and foremost, study for doctrine formation. And when you're hearing things, when you're seeing things in the word, run them through the filter of the word of God. There's a verse that says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. And a very happy Thanksgiving and a very Merry Christmas. I am so thankful for you. Thank you again so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit meganedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy, happy, happy Friday.